0: Do you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric karts racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com.
1: A redneck, to be a true redneck, he's got to have a four-wheel drive truck, a shotgun, a dog, and a chew of tobacco. And the way you tell where a redneck's got a red, good redneck wife or not, you look for tobacco stains on the passenger side of the truck. If tobacco stains on the passenger side of the truck, he got him a good redneck woman. You part that over there, it looks like it ain't doing you no good. Redneck ambassador, that's me. Redneck was the first... Ego, or we'll have to skip that right <laughs> Ego friendly. You don't throw away nothing, you recycle everything. I honestly believe it's caused some brain damage. <laughs> They've been out in the sun too long or drank too much booze or something like that. <laughs> they don't think rest. Right. There's a reason and why they invent. That's just the redneck way. I am really interested in redneck convention. Who knows? If you've got something that's interesting... I would like to see it. I might just show up at your house one day. I take stuff that people throw away and pile it over there side of my shop. And I call it my parts bin. And I recycle parts. I take junk that other folks throw away and turn it into something valuable. You'd be driving down the road minding everybody's business but yours. And you see a pile of junk, lad, like somebody's thrown out, average person just drives by and says, somebody's littering up the road. They just keep going. But a redneck could look over there and say, hmm, I can use that. I can make a flower pot or stop or something. They'll come up with something useful. You don't throw away nothing, you recycle everything. They just take what they got, enjoy life, and just do the best they can with what they got. Now, a redneck, you're going to catch him grilling every Saturday night. He's going to be drinking and grilling. It might be roadkill he's grilling, but they will be out there cooking something on Saturday night. They got an old beer keg, cut that thing up and made a fine grill out of it. only problem, we can't afford meat. I like to do things different. I like to do stuff that nobody else has ever done. So I would build something wild and crazy to carry down to the redneck games over here. I think they had a picture of mine. There it is. My gazebo, made from my neighbor's satellite dish. My wife wanted a gazebo. There was a dead tree there. She wanted me to cut it down. It wasn't a week. I was walking by my neighbor's house, and they asked me, said, do you know anybody that wants a satellite dish? And it hit me. I said, I'll go get my little tractor and my trailer, and I'll come right back. I went and got it, and I come back, and I built that gazebo for my wife. I was so proud of it. My chest all swelled up. I said, there's your gazebo. What you think? She said, it's just as cute as it can be, but it ain't exactly what I had in mind. I just quit trying to set as far as I to hit
2: with it. ain't worth Hi, this is Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
0: Listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Yes, yes, yes. Louder, louder, louder. We have cheering going on. We have jubilation going on. It is our three-year anniversary. Yes, sirree, ladies and gentlemen. Three years we've been on the air. Good afternoon, Cedric. How are you doing?
3: Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Happy
0: anniversary. Happy
3: anniversary. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, hey, we got a great show for you today, as usual. Uh, We're kind of hanging out at our uh, new temporary time. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I think the reason is is because Something to do with Blue Jays baseball. Blue up in Jays Eden? baseball
3: going on. Uh, the game starts at 6.30, 6.25 to be exact.
0: Okay, so that bumps us from our regular
3: time slot. Yeah, so now you have, to, you have to go up against Todd Schnitt in the afternoon, man. Oh, wow. That's a challenge. I know. This is, so how does it feel to be eating into his ratings? I'm loving it. Every bit <laughs> of it. You know? so. The people love it, too.
0: Yes, look at them. They're cheering. Yes, yes. I feel like Nero you know, right now. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. You know, they live. We live. At any rate, yeah, three years. Wow, that's amazing. Time flies when you're really, truly, honestly having fun. Really getting into this thing. This is great. Of course, Cedric, I got to thank you a lot because you've helped out a lot here in the last year and a half with yeah. uh, my abilities.
3: Yeah, you know, I give you a hard time. That's I really, I really should stop doing that. That's
0: okay. I can take it. I'm uh, I'm jovial kind of guy. But uh, anyway, yeah, we got a great guest for you tonight. If you paid attention to the beginning of the show, the clue was redneck. So this guy, it's coming in a little bit later. Is probably one of the funniest comedians in America. Probably one of the best loved, best known, funnier than. Ar- Artie Fletcher. Uh Artie has a different style of comedy. But still real good. You know what? Normally, I'm before him. I precede him uh, during the week, but now I follow him now. So dude, if you want to listen to a real funny local guy, be sure and tune in to tune into the Artie Fletcher Show weekdays at 1 o'clock, right, Cedric? That's right. Hey.
1: This is a big
4: old frozen chunk of poopy. <laughs> <There
0: you go. laughs> oh, wow. We let the cat out of the bag. Anyway, we had a great weekend. You know what we did this weekend? Of course, last weekend, we had Ted Nugent on the air, and we were invited to the concert. So we went to the concert over at the, uh, well, Now, what's it called now? It's a Florida amphitheater over the fairgrounds. Yep. Is that what it is? uh, okay.
3: Isn't it the ask ask Gary No, I think they changed the name. It's I'll, something else now. I'll look it
0: up. Of course I didn't pay any attention because I was uh you know, I was so entrenched in the concert. But I'll tell you who was there. Ted Nugent came on first, he came on at five fifteen, and about an hour and a half later we had Sticks, and an hour and a half after that I think they had R.E.O. Speedway. And I gotta tell you, Ted Nugent, as usual, great, great, great show. Uh,
3: it's called the Live Nation amphitheater now.
0: Live Nation, yeah, that yeah, makes whatever. sense because everybody was wearing T shirts that had something to do with Live wow. Nation. Right. Shows how observant I was, you know but uh and then of course sticks did an excellent job and reo did a sensational job so they all did their best songs their most uh famous songs obviously but what was interesting is with sticks as well as reo you know a couple of them did some of the uh backside of the albums you know some of those songs and those right. songs didn't get a lot of airplay back in the day and there was a couple of good songs the names don't uh come to mind right now but uh so if you have some of their albums um check out some of their songs and, and in fact we do do that on the show. We play a lot of 60s, 70s music. So for you new listeners out there, welcome to uh, tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We're glad to have you. Next week, we will probably be at our regular time, which is 7 p.m. in the
3: afternoon, correct? Or in the evening? I think so, yes, because I don't think there's a, a whole lot of games next week. Okay, so between
0: now and I think the end of August, there's probably eight or nine weeks that we will be switching to the afternoon, the daytime, 3 o'clock uh, time slot.
3: Yeah, it's very confusing, but what we're going to... we Promise to deliver entertainment in every day part and every time slot. We're, we're bringing it.
0: That's good. Yeah. And um, so, okay, so we'll do that. And then what we'll do is we will probably post it on our website. As a matter of fact, run to your computers, okay, and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you can obviously see me waving in the uh, here in the studio, okay. Uh, check out our website GolfStreamMotorsports.com. It's a great website. There's a lot of information on it. Be sure and check out our events page, okay, because we always have information on it as to uh, Upcoming events. Of course, now the car season is pretty much over because it's starting to get warm and there will be boating stuff going on, obviously, but there'll be some events and we'll announce those as we usually do on the show. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Give us a big. Okay. And uh, oh, yeah. And if you've missed any of our past shows, be sure and check out our podcast, which is also on our website, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay. And occasionally we have radio giveaways if there's upcoming events and stuff, which uh, there's not much going on right now. But when we do get something, I will announce radio giveaways so you can get tickets to certain events particularly festivals of speed and i want to say a big shout out and thanks to our friends up at festivals of speed because also this weekend was the festivals of speed event up at the mission inn in howie in the hills it was a great turnout hundreds and hundreds of cars including airplanes including motorcycles they're a lot of fun and i think everybody should uh they have five events a year okay and uh they're in st petersburg they're in Mission Inn, they're in the uh, Orlando area, they're in Miami, and then they are now in their new location, which is up in uh, Pertanina Beach, which is Jacksonville, which would be Amelia Island. So there's something for everybody around the state, and eventually I guess we'll have one over in the uh western part of Florida, which would be the Pensacola area. I think that's the next goal. But at any rate, Festivals of Speed is a lot of fun. It's usually a two, maybe three-day event, but usually the big day is Sunday. Uh It's a great car event. There's judging, and yours truly, of course, is occasionally... uh one of the judges there's a lot of cool cars there's vintage cars there's classic cars there's muscle cars there's race cars there's exotic cars uh a lot of well-known people kind of frequent those events so it's a lot of fun for everybody they're usually a great location so there's always more than one thing to do you know if you get uh, a little bored with cars you know there's you can kind of Check out the facility, you know, maybe the Ritz-Carlton, it may be the Waldorf, it may be the Mission Inn, it may be something else going on at Amelia, Um, obviously the one in Orlando, you're near Disney World, so you can go check that out too, because, you know, you get a lot, a lot of, most of the guys are into the cars, but occasionally, you know, the kids and mom, they might want to go to this, see some of the uh, entertainment in the area, as well as some of the um, shopping that uh, Florida has to offer, or the other way around, entertainment and shopping. <laughs> any rate, um, let's see what else we got going on. So, Oh, yeah, this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all our listeners. Happy Mother's Day to Mom, to my wife, my mother-in-law. We'll be over there this weekend. And uh, it was my son's birthday over the weekend, so happy birthday, Bobby. I know you're listening. I know you and your mom will be driving home. And I know you caught the little joke about the Redneck skit that I played because... Oddly enough, you know, we talk about rednecks, and uh, I'm not really a redneck, but you know what? I used to be in the salvage yard business, so maybe, just maybe, I fit the profile. And I do have a tendency to drive down the road, and if I see something I can use, as a matter of fact, I just did it the day before yesterday. Somebody was throwing out a perfectly good shelf setup, and it was metal, and I just happened to need one, and I couldn't pass and couldn't resist. I had to stop my truck, back up, open the tailgate, and load it up. And off I went. It was in a junk pile, so what can I say? You know, I might need it someday. So that's the way that works. Now, does that quantify me a redneck? I'm not sure. But uh, according to that little skit, I guess I would be. But uh, I'm just uh, I'm just a thrifty junk guy. So, anyway, let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, we got something spinning around in that. Uh, got a piece of black vinyl going around and around in
3: circles? Yes, we do. I'm not sure exactly what this is, but this I've, I've never seen one of these before. You've never seen Except one of these? Except for maybe, maybe in a rap video, they were... Oh, this is before your time, <laughs> isn't
0: it? <laughs> oh, in a rap <laughs> video, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking rat, rat, <laughs> rap video. Mm-hmm. Oh, rap video. Okay, well, hey, let's just see if we can uh, drop the needle in the groove and go for it.
2: It's alright to be a redneck. It's alright to ride around and a girl truck catch a bunch of fish and shoot a bunch of duck it's all right to be a redneck chase around the girls on friday night you want to make them feel all right. It's all, right. It's all right 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 to be a redneck it's all right Drive by Ernie for some barbecue Showing off your brand new boots it's all, right. it's all right, it's all right It's all right, it's all right It's all right to be a redneck The kids are gonna cry And the chicken's gonna fry You know it The car won't run So your cousin's coming by the toilet yeah. bon boom Bomb-bomb, a bomb-bomb-bomb-bomb-bomb a It's alright to be a redneck It's alright to have a girl named Thelma Lou Don't mind a little kiss when you got a little chew Party on the road by the light of the moon Dancing to a country tune it's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright to be redneck It's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright to be redneck Yeah, it's alright, it's alright, it's just right, it's alright, it's alright to be redneck Yeah, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright to.
5: I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN Clearwater, Tampa Bay. Listen.
0: in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars Wednesdays at 7
3: p.m. This is Big Hoss from Pwn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm from Georgia originally, but I live in
5: in California now. People out there, they always make fun of the way I talk. And I keep telling them, I said, you're going to be real surprised when you get to heaven and St. Peter says, y'all get in the truck, we going up the big house. (laughs) See, because we have words in the South they don't have in other parts of the country. I mean, you come to the South, we have words like, yonk <laughs> We go in the mall, yonk <laughs> What letter does that start with? Does anybody know? I like this word a lot. All right. That's a word in Texas. All right. Around lunchtime every day you'll hear somebody say, Hey, G yet? <laughs> no, G. <gee? laughs> you I. <want> to? <laughs> all right. I think probably my favorite southern word of all times, my dad will use this word. Like if dogs come in his yard, my dad will run out on the porch and holler, You want out of him? Have no idea how you spell it, but it works, by God. And if that word don't work, this one will. That's a dead word there. See the problem I found? Things are just too sophisticated in L.A. Like, like out there, if guys fall in love, they think they have to buy candy and wine and roses. You know, hell, in the south, we fall in love with you. We just spray paint your name on an overpass. <laughs> That's true love, there. I say it with cry line. Okay, we're back.
0: You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio on Cars. Hey, if you dig the show, give us a call here at Studio 727 441 727-441-3000. Stick around. The interview's coming up. Hope you enjoy the show. Be sure to tune in to our show next week, 7 o'clock. Meantime, comes, stick we around. we got a great interview coming up.
2: With your brother about your daddy and your mother and your crazy ex-lover. We talk about your friends and the places that you've been. We talk about your skin and the dimples on your chin, the polish on your toes and the run and your hose And God knows we're gonna talk about your clothes. You know talking about you makes me smile. Whatever once in a while, I wanna talk about me, wanna talk about I wanna talk about number one. Oh my, me, my what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. Occasionally, I wanna talk about me I wanna talk about me We talk about your dreams and we talk about your schemes Your high school team and your moisturizer cream We talk about your nana up in Muncie, Indiana, we talk about your grandma down in Alabama we talk about you guys of every shape size, the ones that you despise and the ones you idolize. We talk about your heart, about your brains and your smarts and your medical charts. And when you start, you know talking about you makes
4: me Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker from Counting Cars out here in Las Vegas. And I love listening to nostalgic radio and cars. And you better listen to them, too. I like what I
2: like, know, what I want, see. I like talking about you, 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 you but occasionally, I wanna talk about me. I wanna talk about me. I wanna talk about me. You 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 me, You you me, you, me, you.
0: Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special, special guest for the evening. Let me tell you a little bit about this gentleman. He is an author, he's an actor, he's one of the funniest comedians in America. He is also the host of History Channel's hit TV show, Only in America, now in its third season. I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Mr. Geeter Dunn himself. Larry the cable guy. Larry, are you there? I am right here and I enjoy
4: the in the introduction I was also an author.
0: You're an author, yeah. Well you wrote a book?
4: Well, a lot of people don't give me credit for writing a book, but that was number sixteen on the New York Times bestsellers list.
0: I'll be darned. Well, I'm going to have to try to get a hold of that. Actually, I have your website up uh, up on the screen right now. What do you say to that?
4: Boy, that's a good site. I'll tell you what, it's a lot of movable parts on that website.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the barbecue right now. You're cooking, and you're talking to me. So it's almost as if you're uh, here with me, sitting in the studio.
4: Yeah, I tell you what, that uh, I got in early on that stuff. I started, you know, I had a buddy of mine that was always into that kind of stuff. So in 1996, I think when they first started hearing about www. Remember they used to back in the day when they go, "Well, you go on type in uh http Backwards slash, backwards slash, www, dot. remember that?
6: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
4: I got in on the early stages. I think I had a website in 1996. I was one of the first ones to have one, because so, I had a dude that knew how to do all that stuff. So,
0: Well, let me tell you, the first time I heard Larry the Cable Guy, there was a radio station here in town called WYNF, and it used to be the Ron and Ron show. Yeah. And you used to come on as a guest, and you were the reason I would tune into that show. No other reason. Just to hear Larry well, the cable I guy, funny.
4: yeah, that's where I got my start, run and run on ninety five YNF. I used to call in, What's going on, radio boys?
6: That's it.
4: What the hell is this, Rushy? <laughs> I remember those are the good old days, man. I totally remember that. Yeah. And then I left there and went to the WDIZ in Orlando and from there I picked up about twenty seven more stations.
0: And it was off and running then, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it was off to the races. It was uh, pretty awesome. It's been a pretty, pretty uh, crazy career, but I, I got some pretty awesome fans, you included, and if guys like you and people like you that like what I did that that helped me expand it out. So I appreciate it.
0: Well, you know what it is is that you're just a regular guy, and most people can identify you. So when you come up with your skits, for example, your your uh, you know your your routine. It's all, it's all just the average guy and everybody can relate to it.
4: Yeah, you know what, that's what I always said, the same thing, and plus it's not, I'm not trying to change the world, I know what my role is, I'm a comedian, I like to make people laugh, I what like people make them feel good, make them smile, and that's what it's all about, and I enjoy doing that, and uh, I don't try to act like I'm somebody, I'm, I'm just a regular dude like anybody else, I just happen to be able to know how to write a joke, so that's pretty much it.
0: And you do pretty much all your own stuff, right? I mean, you... Oh,
4: yeah, no doubt about it.
0: Okay, super. Now, you're from Nebraska originally, but somewhere I was reading that you spend part of your time in Orlando.
4: Yeah, I was born in Nebraska. I moved to Florida. Uh, I remember somebody said to me one time, you're not from Nebraska. And I'm like, you know what, let me tell you something. Not only will I show you my birth certificate, I'll take you to the hotel room. My <laughs> sister can see me, all right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I moved to, to Florida when I was 15, and I lived in Florida for 33 years. And I just moved back to Nebraska Uh raise my kids like i wanted to raise my kids kind of like how i grew up i grew up on a farm so i bought a farm up here i like the wide open spaces and so we moved back here but yeah i lived in orlando for quite a long time 17 years
0: oh no kidding okay so you not you don't reside in orlando anymore
4: no i'm back in outside of i'm in uh outside of lincoln nebraska and uh i still got tons of friends though in, in uh sanford orlando and i still go back pretty regularly
0: well, super. Then maybe the next time you're in Orlando, we can talk you into coming down to Clearwater and you can uh, sit in the studio with us.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you what, a lot of good times in Clearwater. You know, I I started a lot of my early jokes. I would started at the Ron Bennington's comedy scene
0: mm-hmm.
6: on
4: uh, right there on uh, 19
0: 19, U.S. 19. Yeah, yeah U.S. 19, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, all right, let's talk about your TV show now. Only in America, so what was the premise for the show, and how that come to fruition?
4: Well, the show was basically they they called and asked if I wanted to do this show and I asked what it was what their idea was and I kind uh, they said just uh, uh things that happen only in america and so i uh, I loved the idea but I kind of made it my own and the fact that uh I cover uh it's uh, all the different unique cultures that we have that form one great culture and I just kind of wanted to examine all of it I wanted to do everything I would be at the Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco to Mudboggin in in, uh, you know Osteen, Florida you know we're all Americans and a lot of us do different things and some people don't know what the other half are into and I just wanted to show it all and and I meet a lot of great people and and, you know a lot a lot of these uh, people that have business, for instance, that we cover like uh, we did uh, McElhaney uh, uh, the McElhaney uh, hot sauce company down there in Louisiana you know, that guy came here with absolutely not a dime in his pocket and America afforded him the ability to be able to start a company like that if he worked hard and put his mind to it so it's a lot of success stories like that as well uh, the whole show, the whole premise is uh, uh, basically just people that uh, people that worked hard and, and accomplished great things, you know. And um, so that's what we cover. It's, it's a really good show.
0: So it's really about the American dream.
4: It's about the American dream. It's about our lifestyle, our way of life, the way we do things. Uh, it's very unique, you know. It's uh, every other. That's why we're so awesome, why everybody wants to come here, because they love our culture. And I just, and I go around showing everybody what we do.
0: That's great. Well, let me ask you a question. How many times, now you do what, 13 episodes at a time? Is that how it works? Uh,
4: we do, with well, this year, we did 16.
0: Okay. So, so then,
4: yeah, we did a ton of them this year, so that'll be 16 straight weeks of my my mug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, that's a good thing. Well, let me ask you, this has got to be what happens. On the set, you got to drive the crew baddie. I mean, you got to keep those guys in stitches because you're such a funny guy. Does that happen a lot?
4: Yeah, well, I have a great crew. You know, we were on the road so long, we became like brothers after a while. I mean, we really had a good time. Oh, there was... There was tons of laughs. I gotta tell you, I hated, the thing I hated about the show was I had to travel all the time, and I already have a full schedule with my live shows and my uh, and my other projects that I do, so I was just gone so much. So, that's the thing I hated about the show, but once I got there and got into my hotel room and uh, hooked up with the guys, it was a lot of fun. We've, we we uh, Yeah, we definitely had a good time. There's some shots uh we th- this year we're doing it a little differently before it was uh, three different th- three different states in one show this time it's one state one show so we did like a road trip they said people really like the interaction of me and the guys so uh there's a lot of interaction between us uh, riding in the van heading to the next thing that we're doing and so yeah that's, <laughs> I think people like and uh, you'll, you'll definitely see the camaraderie
0: Well, now it starts. Your first episode airs uh, May 8th. That's tomorrow night.
4: It airs tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, and I think the first episode is me in Las Vegas. Oh. And uh, we're doing, uh, we're seeing how uh, the Chippendales started. We're seeing how this guy started his own business. He's a doctor, and he's a—he uh, goes and he finds people that have hangovers. He's a hangover doctor. They call him up. They sit on the curb. He comes by in his bus. He picks them up, gives them an IV. They drive around forty minutes. They're ready to go back out. <laughs> and that's yeah. So that was a unique story. We also had a story on the heart attack grill and uh, so that's all mixed together it's, it's, it's a really fun that's why it's our first one it's a pretty funny story
0: well we're looking forward to that alright well how much input do you have in terms of of picking you know the shows the topics uh, uh, and how much ad-libbing do you do you
4: know what the whole Ad-lib. The whole show is it's completely non-scripted. It's uh, completely ad-libbed. I never want to know what I'm doing until I get there. So uh, I know where I'm going, uh, and then when I get there, that morning I get up, and my director tells me what we're going to be doing that day. Now, if it's something that they really think that I may not want to do, they'll let me know beforehand, and I'll let them know if I want to do it or not, but generally they get a pretty good read on me. I got a read on them. They kind of know what I like and don't like, and it's been working out pretty well. So, yeah, it's, you know, that's the cool thing. A lot of shows say they're an unscripted reality show. Uh, number one... Ours is completely unscripted. I mean, you can tell by these other ones they're scripted, but no. We're unscripted. I don't really call it a reality show. I call it more of a travel-type show. It's, a reality show is, is about those people. It's not about me. It's about the people that I'm talking to and about what they're doing. It's not about me, but you know, I interject the jokes and keep it moving. But it's definitely about who we're with.
0: When, you, when you're when you on location and you're filming, do you crack the crew up so many times that uh, they have to do, like, four or five extra takes, or do you get <laughs> it done right
4: away? Well, sometimes it's really early, so I'm sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm groggy, but no, we do. Like I said, we definitely laugh. I mean, we're laughing 24 hours a day in that van. It's... They were saying it's kind of hard to edit some of it because there's so much good stuff. We leave so much funny stuff on the cutting room floor because we just can't fit it in. But, um, yeah, we have a good time.
0: Well, that leaves room for a, another show called uh, Lair of the Cable Guys, uh, only in America, bloopers. How about that?
4: Hey, I've told them we should do that. we can. We got enough to put out three whole shows on bloopers, so I hope they take my word on that and, and uh, take my advice and do that, because I have to be honest, there's some funny stuff that they haven't shown yet.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about movies a little bit. You've done uh, five movies so far. You've done Cars 1, Cars 2, Delta Farce. Tooth fairy and health inspector what else is in the forecast
4: uh did, you did i miss one did you get witness protection in there oh
0: witness protection yeah that's six six movies Yeah,
4: it's six and then i just got done doing my seventh i'm in a tyler perry movie called oh, a okay. day of christmas coming out december
0: 23rd wow is that going to be as hysterical as the rest of yours i mean you're following suit there right
4: well, uh, yeah, it's really, I, I wouldn't have done it, I didn't think it was funny. I mean, it's, uh, I read the script, it was hilarious, I really respect and like Tyler Perry, and, and he asked me to do it. And So yeah, we joined forces and did that, it's, yeah, it's going to be really funny, I think people are going to like it.
0: Since the name of my show is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and the premises is, is some classic music and cars, I want to talk about the movie Cars. You played the character, or you did the voice for Mater. How did that come to fruition, and how did you get selected for that role?
4: I'll tell you what, I i had to put on 1,700 pounds to do that tow truck. <laughs> you know, I'm the only guy that puts on weight to do voiceovers. That's how good I am. Uh, no, John Laster said he could not find a voice for his tow truck, and he'd been through hundreds of celebrities and hundreds of voice people, and he was at a loss, and he was just trying to figure it out. And He said at, the, at a whim, he said, hey, uh, Go get that blue-collar comedy CD. He goes, I know Jeff. I've heard of him. I, I haven't heard of these other guys. I don't know who these other guys are. Maybe they can, Maybe their voice is something I want. And he said he put it in his CD player, and he went back to working at his desk. And, of course, I was the first one up. And he said within three minutes, he said, I was doubled over in my desk laughing so hard. And he goes, that that is my tow truck. And he said, call that guy, find out who his agent is, and hire him to be my tow truck. <laughs> and that's, it's pretty cool. That's how I got the job. I didn't have to audition or nothing. They just called me up and gave it to me from the, from the CD. So I've really enjoyed working with the Pixar guys. Uh, John's such a nice guy, and become a very dear friend of mine. And, and the the Pixar stuff is some of the funnest stuff I've ever done. You know, when we did Cars One, you know, Paul Newman, <laughs> Paul Newman was in the first one. You know, and as a Doc Hudson, and and I'll never forget, I was bringing him on stage at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, we were doing a, the live, we were showing the movie there at the Speedway. And uh, I said, uh, folks, and John Laster said, I don't know if you should do that joke or not. And I said, oh, it'll be funny, John. Trust me. And so I go, folks, uh, Paul Newman is the voice of dog touch and i won't bring him up here in a minute but paul newman you would never know he's 85 years old because he got in the car this afternoon and drove around that track and uh you would never know paul newman's 85 years old other than the movie cars because he's the only character in the movie that has his blinker on the entire show (laughs) (laughs) and it was pretty funny and and but that that was fun i i enjoyed that
0: show Well, I'll tell you what, and my son saw that movie when it first came out, and the other one as well, and i got to tell you, nobody could have done that role as well as you did, and you really made the movie. You really truly did, because you were the character that everybody liked. Yeah,
4: thanks a lot. You know what, I was very, that started, the cool thing about that for me is that started out as a very small part. I literally only had maybe 12 lines and I went back home I did my lines I met John everybody was awesome and then I didn't hear from anybody for about four months and I remember calling my agent I said hey whatever happened to that cartoon I was doing for Pixar I haven't heard anything from him and my manager goes you know what let me call and find out and uh, Lasser called him back and said I gotta tell you he goes "Uh, we liked uh, Mater so much that we're rewriting the movie and we're making him about third lead And so I went from 12 lines to about 106. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then, of course, in Cars 2, I was uh, the top bill. So it was really a cool deal.
0: Well, that's good. That's congratulations. Is there going to be a Cars 3 by any chance?
4: I hope so, I have no idea, they don't, uh, you know what, if John takes, if John gets a good script for one, he'll do it. I well, mean, that's, he's about good movies, so I hope so, but I always say if there's not, I was very happy being involved in the two that I was in.
0: Well, it was. you were the most lovable character, there's no question about that.
4: Yeah, thanks, my wife loved it, <laughs> my kids liked it, that's good.
0: Now, you're on tour again here shortly, so tell us about the tour, and who are you going to be working with again? Is, is Bill Enval and Jeff and uh, Ron White, are they going to be with you again?
4: Well, no, we're all doing our own thing. You know, okay. once we did the final, blue-collar final ride, we met that blue-collar final ride, so we're not doing anything together we we like each other we're all buddies but we do so we're all doing so many different projects it gets harder and harder to get together I, I have done a couple of things with Bill me and Bill have gone out and teamed out on a show uh, I'm sure Jeff and I will probably team up on a show uh, at some point later in the year but no uh, I tour with an opening act from Nashville Tennessee named Reno Collier and I'm on the tour now the rest of May and then I always take my summer off let the country music artists take over in the summer. You know, the country music artists work all the fairs and the venues in the summer because it's warm out. Best time to be a comedian and work in a business is in the wintertime and the fall when it's cold because everybody wants to go inside and do something. and So you can go show up at the arena and tell some jokes in the wintertime. So. Uh, but, yeah, my, I'm off tour here May 8th. It'll be the end of the first half, and then I'll pick it up again in uh, August.
0: Of the four of the three guys that uh used, that did the blue comedy tour with you, uh who's like uh I mean, do you guys kinda like feed off each other? Is that kinda how it works or do you kinda
4: Oh, we totally feed off each other. I think probably uh Yeah, we all, that's why it works so well. They all had, uh, Jeff, Bill, and mine had all three different, unique kind of deliveries. And I was all, I was the one-liner guy, so I could throw in two or three one-liners and tie something in and keep the conversation going. But I'd say probably Jeff and I probably bounced stuff off each other better than, better together uh because we've been doing we've been friends for so long that we just kind of he can get going on a story and i can follow him in a second so i mean we have a good time doing that
0: okay so you guys kind of work door handle to door handle so to speak as they yeah, say right. okay cool now what about uh you when you're in your spare time you talk about in the summertime you're at home obviously so what does larry the cable guy do for r&r and what kind of hobbies do you have
4: well i tell you what i i uh Relaxing to me is just being at the house, because I travel so much, so just being at the house is relaxing to me. Maybe sit on porch, smoke a cigar, you know. I I quit dipping. I've been dipping my whole life, and then I quit dipping, so I started smoking cigars. <laughs> so I like to sit on the deck and have a cigar, but I, you know what? I've been learning how to play golf. I enjoy golf. Really? And, uh, you know, I have, uh, my foundation and we do a bunch of charity events. But all these charity events and all these people that ask you to be in their charity events are all golf tournaments. Okay. If you don't know how to golf, they're not a lot of fun. But if you know how to golf, they're a good time. So I learned how to golf. And, and, uh, so I enjoy doing that. That's fun for me. It's a little expensive. It cost me $300 to golf the other day. And that was just to pay the paramedic to get my foot out the window. <laughs>
0: Now, now the name of your foundation is actually get-her-done... Foundation, correct?
4: Yeah, it's the Get Her Done Foundation. And uh it's uh if people want to check it out, it's Gitter Done Foundation dot org. And it's uh man, it's uh it's a lot of fun. We uh we do a lot of good things in there. I think we've given away almost a little over eight million dollars here in the last uh in the last few years and people can check out Gitter Done Foundation dot org and see what it's all about. We're kind of uh, it all started with my son had hip dysplasia, and so uh, we met a doctor that that uh, cured his hip dysplasia. And we he thought that uh, he had a way, and uh, if he if he could teach everybody how to swaddle kids, and uh, then we can we can pretty much eradicate hip dysplasia. It's all in in, uh, in how you handle the 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 way the legs sit on the baby, and so. We started the whole Hip Display, International Hip Display Institute at the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital in Orlando. And uh, and it's a learning center. And so we donated $5 million uh, to get that thing started. But we're kind of like a starter charity. We'll find charities that are starting things up. We're doing a thing now where there was a charity that was starting up where they they give uh, dogs, they buy dogs for uh, veterans and so you know all they need is a push so you'll donate money and then other people donate money it's kind of like in uh lincoln nebraska the arnold palmer children or the uh madonna rehabilitation center wanted to uh, put on a new wing of their hospital a new children's wing so we donated a uh, uh million too I think, to uh, Madonna. They built the new children's wing. But when we donated that money, it generated about another million and a half dollars of donations, just bringing attention to it. So we're kind of like a starter charity a little bit. It's, uh, But you can read
0: about it, get it on foundation.org. Well, that's super, and that's a, definitely a novel cause, because anything you can do to help children is very, very important.
4: Uh, we do children's and veterans. Uh, we're, we're, we, we focus on those two groups.
0: How about benefit um um venues Do you do some of those too you know like charity venues do you get up there and do your little thing your stick
4: oh yeah i have done a few of those I'm doing' I'm the featured guy this year at the uh at the uh what is it the uh uh, uh what's the uh the uh many <laughs> <seen> christmas <laughs> what hospital is it the uh Child- all children? what's that
0: uh, you mean Well, there's all children's, but I mean, that's just one that's local here. But which one are you referring to? You mean a national one?
4: It's a national charity. I can't. I do some, and there's so many, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, I'm a featured speaker at a, one of the, not Duke's Children's Hospital, but it's another one of them. kind of like that. I'm doing that in Memphis in June. So, yeah, I do a ton of stuff. I, I'm always out there doing stuff. Uh,
0: the word redneck. Okay. Um, And of course, my in laws, half on my wife's side, they're Alabama, Georgia. I don't take offense to it because I'm from out west, but I think it's kind of cool and I think it's kind of comical and it's significant. If you had to define redneck, does it bother you if somebody uses it in, you know, like a, I mean, you know, kind of like a derogatory way? Or, I mean, how do you define it? I mean, how do you explain that to somebody? And there's nothing really wrong with it. It's cool. It's a culture.
4: It's just a a lack of. Sophistication, I guess you could say. <laughs> okay, that's how Jeff described it. Somebody with a lack of sophistication doesn't mean they're stupid. They just don't like to shower. Sometimes, you know, there's all different. Uh, I don't see. Look, I don't see. I grew up. Uh, I grew up on a pig farm in southeast Nebraska. Would I be considered a redneck or a country boy? Uh, I don't know. I guess is a country boy and a redneck the same? Uh, what's the difference between a redneck and a country boy? I mean, I don't know what uh, one's a double wide and one's a single wide. I mean, I you know what? <laughs> I think people look way too much into this kind of stuff. You know. Uh, uh, what I do is I go on stage to try to make people laugh and be funny uh, I grew up this way uh, I picked up the southern accent when I went to college in Georgia I fight, I love doing it like that because uh, I find certain words that are said in the southern accent are funnier than they're not regular accent uh, but I also defy anybody to hang around with anybody I lived in the south for 33 years uh, I defy anybody to hang out in the South for uh, six months and hang out with a bunch of uh, redneck buddies and not talk like them after three days. (laughs) Um, So uh, You know what? I know they try to make a big thing about It's a big derogatory thing, but I don't think it is. I mean, there's different classes of rednecks. You want to be uh, uh, I would say there's Honey Boo Boo rednecks and there's uh, Larry the Cable Guy rednecks and there's Jeff Fox for the rednecks. Uh, I'd like to think that Me and Jeff have more class than the Honey Boo Boo Rednecks. Uh, I mean, I you know, I think people, in our society today, people are so political about everything. They can't just enjoy life anymore, and they always have to look at the political uh, assessment of everything. It's like, you know what? if it's funny i enjoy it i don't care redneck country i don't know what it is you know all i know is i like mud bogs i like riding on four wheelers i like herding cows i like riding horses if that's called a redneck then I, yeah i guess that's what that's, that's the way of life that i that i enjoy if that's redneck then it's redneck if people want to be derogatory toward it then that's their problem i'm not going to hang out with them anyway
0: Well, you know, it's kind of like you mentioned, uh, you touched on PC, you know, political political correctness and stuff. And, you know, just whatever happened to, and you grew up in the same culture I did, you know, same era, basically. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt you. You
4: Yeah, and people get a little bit out of shape. You know, they got this big controversy now. You know, they have the... The rebel flag. They had Redneck Day in some school, and they got pissed because somebody had a rebel flag. And the the connotations of the you know it, it's always funny listening to all these scholars talk about the 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 connotations of the. Well, you know what? You're flying an American flag. Didn't the didn't the, what didn't they come over here and wipe out Indians and steal all their land under the American flag? So you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean it's it's when you start looking at symbols of of hundreds of years ago, I mean, then you should ban everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, everybody lives in the past. We need to move on. Move
6: on.
0: Well, you're right. And, and like, for example, if you do away with the labels... And just everybody live together, just, like, whatever happens, happens. Just be cool about it, just like you said, yes. No,
4: they can't do it. You know, I've always been that way. I don't I don't care what color you are, what you wear, what. If you're a good person, a character, and you're a person that's, uh, that's you know, you're somebody that I want to hang around with, and you're a nice person, and you're a decent individual, I don't care who you are. If you're a freaking dirtbag, I don't care what you look like. I'm not <laughs> hanging out with you. Uh I, th- I find it funny, though, in our country. I'm one of those guys. Hey, we're all Americans. That's why I'm doing the show. Only an American. Mm-hmm. We're all, we're all Americans. And, you know, the news media always like to tell us that we're all racist and this and that. And then every time you turn on the news, they're the ones dividing everybody. They label everybody. They, You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Absolutely. They label everything. I'm not into labels. We're all Americans. We're all in it together. You know, my parents were from Germany. I'm not a German-American. I'm an American.
6: There we're you go. America. There you go.
4: You know, I get sick of that garbage. So hopefully that's what the... And that's what I do in the show, too. I just say what it... You know, I, I do... The, We go around and we talk about, uh, uh, you know, it's a positive show about America. The show is supposed to make you proud to be an American, and we're all Americans.
0: That's right. The label should be, we're all Americans, and either love it or leave it, correct? And assimilate into our society.
4: Right, and people, you know, and people have no, everything's political to everybody anymore. I mean, you can't say hi to somebody at the grocery store without them analyzing what you meant. Reading between the lines, right? You know, it's so stupid. I mean, people need to get a life. And that, <laughs> the thing about me, I don't hang out with people like that. That's why I enjoy my life. I I hang out with uh, my friends and people who are like me, and and whatever the few other people have to say, or they're all bent out of shape or bitter about. Then I don't. It doesn't affect me because I'm not hanging out with those kind of people.
0: Do they give you grief because of your routine once in a while, or do they just let it slide because you're a comedian?
4: And, you know, you get, just like anything else, you get popular, nobody cares or gives a crap about you, and then all of a sudden you get famous, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're on everybody's hate list. Then somebody else comes along, and, you know, it's like Jeff Gordon. You know, Jeff Gordon, I mean, Jeff Gordon's a great car racer, one of the greatest of all time. But, you know, he catches crap all the time. A lot of it's in a joking way, like I do a joke about, uh, uh, Danica Patrick and Jeff Gordon are the only uh, two female people that we got <laughs> in the court now. And you know, people like him or like, him, but you know what? I like Jeff Gordon. He's a great car racer, and you know, he's popular, and that's why those jokes fly. That's what I always say. If people are are mad at you, and they're then you're still then evidently you matter and you're relevant, or else they wouldn't be saying a word because they'll move on to something else that makes them jealous or bitter. that's basically why people do what they do they're jealous they're bitter, and they've got nothing to do but bitch about other people's success and I've said for years you know if people would spend more time on their personal life and on their self than they did on ridiculing other people, then they could be successful too absolutely. <laughs> that's the thing you know it's but generally in my field you know stand-up comedy is pretty uh backbiting but i you know what i've always always i always had a lot of friends in the business and people that don't like me that's their problem because i've never done nothing to them but you know you just you know i'm in a profession where i love what i do my job's to make people laugh that's what i do and if you don't like it you know
0: change the channel right <laughs> well now you mentioned jeff gordon and danica patrick and and uh so let me guess you are a nascar fan right uh yeah oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. okay cool well i know you're a big cornhuskers fan is it nebraska? no wait a minute. yes yeah, nebraska cornhuskers right right okay so i know you're a football guy and uh, but I'm just curious because then you talk about NASCAR every once in a while, so you got to be a NASCAR fan too, as well. Oh
4: yeah, I've been, been a NASCAR fan for for many years. You know, I I started my cousins from Wisconsin, so I started going to car races back when I was about nine or ten, short track races, and uh, I've always loved it ever since. But one of my favorites, uh, Dick Trickle, is one of my all time favorite racing oh, really? drivers. Obviously, not just because of his name, I really rooted for the number 99 Heilig Myers car. <laughs> I love. Dave trickle but you know i was cale yarborough i liked him and and uh neil bonnet and all them old guys i was always a fan of all those
0: david fights. pearson the silver fox oh yeah
4: oh yeah
0: okay well now let me ask you this are you in the cars yourself trucks um do you collect stuff cars
4: no i'm not a big car i like driving them that's about it
0: okay well, obviously trucks. How about trucks? I'm sure you got some four x fours out there somewhere, don't you?
4: Oh yeah, I got a uh, Ford F250. I had a Dodge, but I swapped up to. A, uh, I had a Dodge on a 12 in Florida, and then I came to Nebraska and I got a Ford F250, but still up on a six. So
0: okay, good man, good man. Because I'm a Ford guy, so you know I always say that. I always, yeah. Congr- <laughs> How about commercials now? How many commercials you got planned? Because you did one. I mean, you do a couple right now, but any car or truck commercials you might be doing in the future?
4: Well, I did. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. I do Prilosec OTC, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I don't do, really do. I haven't done any vehicle ones. They wanted me to do one two years ago. I did. That didn't work out. It was a car. There, you know, they're trying to get cars that run on alternative fuels, right? And they have a car they're working on that they're trying to get going that runs on human waste. Oh! And uh, I drove that for three days and went through the Taco Bell drive-through and flooded the engine on that thing.
6: So,
4: <laughs> I uh, know. Buddy of mine had to come down the drive-thru and give me a jump fart.
6: <laughs> a jump fart? So. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. In that one commercial, you actually drive up in a of wagon and you're out there running around in a little, like a demolition derby or something like that? I got a kick out of that.
4: Yeah, I was Proud of Sec.
0: Okay, that's cool.
4: Well, proud of sick OTC. I actually went to the pharmacist one day. I said, you also Viagra. He said, yes, we do. I said, can I get that over the counter? He said, I have no idea how big it's going to get. <laughs>
0: Okay. Larry, would you be willing to come on the show again sometime?
4: Yeah, I sure would. I give, if you can catch me, I'm oh, like, always gone. But oh, just, I don't. That's cool. Me, I was home 27 days the last six months. So
0: Wow, 27 days. Yeah. So you're generally home in the summertime, right? Is that what you said?
4: Yeah, I'm usually home one month in the summer, taking vacation.
0: Wow. So you're a busy guy. How long do you plan to keep on doing this? I mean, do you like to schedule? I mean, it's got to kind of wear you out a little bit, doesn't it?
4: Uh, enjoy as long as i enjoy it i'm gonna keep doing it so as long as i as long as i like what i do i mean i'll probably slow down on the tv stuff and all that but uh as long as uh, i'm having fun and still enjoying it then i'm still gonna do it because i i really like making people laugh and it's very fulfilling it's a lot of fun i get a lot of good emails from people that say uh that you've helped them and you made them smile, and and that's what it's all about. So uh, you know that's that's why we do what we do. Well, they get in the position where you get popular enough where people actually send you cards and letters and say you make them feel good. I mean that's that's pretty nice.
0: And they say laughter is a cure, and that's what it is, boys that's it well Larry I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes to uh, hang out with us here at uh, Nostalgic Video and Cars today is my three year anniversary and, and this is your third season for your TV show too so we uh, we got a double celebration here hey, that's good. anyway Larry I appreciate you having me on okay well Larry you take care and uh, Godspeed thank you buddy wow that was cool Larry the Cable Guy hey be sure and check out his website LarryTheCableGuy.com and also his upcoming movie this winter and I guess he's doing some stand up stuff so be pretty cool and uh uh, hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio car Cars, especially our first-time listeners here at the new temporary 3 p.m. in the afternoon time during the Blue Jays baseball season here at the uh, Florida Auto Exchange Stadium up in Dunedin off Douglas Avenue. Anyway, be sure and check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports.com, Like us on Facebook. And uh, everybody, drive carefully. Stay safe, love your family, and tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars next week. And be sure and tell your friends. See you in some car shows.
4: Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And if you're not, you're a communist. <laughs>